1: stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot bot maybe your new best friend
2: Welcome to the Wild Ones Podcast, the show where we chat about bike stuff. I'm Francis, this is Jimmy. How are you? I'm quite
3: tired this week, Francis. You moved house. I've had a very busy week. Mm -hmm. A bazillion things have happened. We launched some Atticus stuff. I've moved house, or in the process of moving house, we're planning a monumentally epic video series, which we're starting to film later this week and then over the weekend and
2: into next week. It's been It's been busy. Mm-hmm. It's busy. How about you? Yeah. I'm enjoying most of the contents of your old house being inside the studio right now. Yeah, there's a fair bit. Wow. You, you, you would how much is still in storage. But the audio sounds great now. It
3: does, yeah. It has helped. It has helped. Uh, it's also hay fever season. It's, it's kind of like weaned off a little bit, but it's, it's, it's going to be bad over the next couple mm. of days,
2: just as well. i was try actually. to Nick about this. He was saying, um, mechanic we work with, people don't understand how serious hay fever is because it honestly takes you out of action for full days mm. you have to take so, like some serious medication to deal with it I find and it... it makes you sleepy the non-drowsy ones make you drowsy doesn't make sense Hayes. I find
3: it quite odd how we ha- always have hay fever at exactly the same time however our hay fever is very different I get like the symptoms devil eyes Yeah, my eyes just like itch and go all like horrible and gammy and I can't touch them, yeah. then your eyes are fine, but then you sneeze five billion
2: times a day. Yeah. Mm. It's not like... No, normal sneeze is three, isn't it? That must be the average. Well, well three sneezes. Normal sneeze is, is one, occasionally two. Ah, three. They okay, come in threes. Not, not... Sneezing comes in threes. No, twos. You're an alien.
3: Or Emily, and they come in about 15.
2: Well, maybe she constantly has hay fever. I also am an alien. But that's true. <laughs> you look sometimes, not all the time, maybe it's when you shave, Like, you know, there's an alien in Men in Black 1 where his uh, robot exoskeleton, his face opens. Spoilers. Spoiler alert, guys. Skip forwards if you don't want to know what happens in Men in Black. There's a tiny alien inside his head, controlling. It looks like you. That is outrageously offensive. To the alien? To me. Oh. Well. And on that note... (laughs) Into the podcast. (laughs) First bit of news, quite close to home. There was a big crash in ilkley crit which is a bike race in ilkley in england (laughs) and one of our friends crashed and he we've just posted a video about his bike Mm -hmm. and it's fairly relevant because in that video he talks about basically our friend harry built a bike almost exclusively from parts from aliexpress Frame. Okay, the, the only parts that weren't were like the crank set and the the handlebars at the time. There were some data ones. Pretty much everything else. Oh, and the tires. Pretty much everything else was stem. from AliExpress. No, the stem was an AliExpress stem, oh, okay. which cracked after you know like two or three weeks. So he had to replace that with a 3T one. Anyway, he put together a bike. He raced it for two years. He's done twenty thousand miles on it. He came back to the studio to do an update on that bike. We talked about it, went through all the parts. He was saying how the wheels that he got, which are made by elite wheels, at 20,000 miles on them, they were carbon clinchers and the brake track had worn away basically and started going concave and the brakes weren't working that well. Carried on racing it. And we'll put the clip in the podcast. I, I, I watched, I saw it on Instagram
3: and it was a fantastic crash. Harry is fine. So we can laugh at
2: it it's loud isn't it yeah he hits uh thankfully the organizers of the crit put hay bales on the corners which they do for a lot of um crits uk crits are, they tend to be quite technical i don't know if this one was I never a silkley but it was wet uh he was on rim brakes carbon wheels we know it, even when they're new not the best thing in the wet uh and he crashed pretty hard into a barrier
3: straight in as well straight into a barrier just no slowing down at all Um, Uh, do we know if it was his fault or the fault of the bike I would my gut is is the wheels if he knows they're worn that he had already trashed the wheels yeah then I'm going to say that's user error yeah and 20,000 miles is a a lot I don't know I don't know how long a carbon rimmed wheel should last
2: I would well they vary but this is why good carbon rim brake wheels were so expensive and are still expensive like a good set is really expensive so if you go for cheaper options they're not made as well on the brake track it's obviously delaminates and then you're in trouble mm. uh, Rob carbon expert the guy who does all the bike repair for carbon bike repair I've got a clip of him talking about um, we, in fact we did this a video that we posted eight things that shouldn't be ever be made of carbon fibre and he Honestly believes rim brakes, rim brake surfaces shouldn't be made of carbon. So,
3: if I'm not mistaken, alloy braking tracks
2: do also wear down. Oh yeah, yeah, much more slowly. I've never worn down a set of. Oh, I have. We used to do. We used to have carbon racing wheels when everything was rim brake. Carbon racing wheels and then alloy, uh, alloy training wheels, wheels, which is less of a thing now because everyone's on discs, so they're not like ruining their. Nice carbon wheels for mm-hmm. winter. However, we would still get through a set of... It. Disc brakes rather than disc
3: wheels. Even. Disc brakes. Not a not double disc wheel uh, when you're racing? No, but you'd still wear through
2: them pretty quick. Really? Yeah, because it's just... Well, well, it's surely not doing. pretty quick. Yeah, but doing 20 hours a week in winter in England. I, th- I guess winter is a, is a large contract. We get two, two winters out of them. Really? There's still a lot of money to spend, yeah. Maybe I change my wheels too much. Yeah, multiple sets. I mean, when I was racing on it, it was on a shoestring. You, you, one set of okay carbon wheels, one set of crappy wheels, one bike, mm. and it was only until I got onto teams where you'd have a maybe have two bikes, and that was a big luxury. Yeah, you'd get through stuff. Yeah, yeah.
3: So I'm glad to hear that Harry Mack is not injured. He's okay, but I don't know if the bike's all right but he needed a new one anyway. He shouldn't have been racing those wheels. No, 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 so it's his fault.
2: Yeah. Ultimately, it is your responsibility to check your equipment and you can't just blame it all on the wheel brand. Like, other carbon wheels from bigger manufacturers, I'm sure, wear out as well. 20,000 miles is a long way. That's a long way, especially in gritty conditions. It, it is,
3: but that does say to me that that really highlights how much I do not want carbon rim brakes anymore like i I don't want to buy a set of wheels and them to wear out at some point Mm. i want them to last and that is that is a massive plus for disc brakes yeah yeah
2: yeah, totally totally going back to i mean i I have a rim brake bike one of the scots is rim brake and that has carbon rim brakes on yeah carbon wheels they're not they don't perform very well and they're brand new within reason you know i've probably done 300 miles on it yeah and they're not very good but then you have a taste of how how powerful discs are and then you go back to that and then you realize how much difference it was whereas when we were racing it's just a done thing everyone was on carbon wheels everyone had the same lag if it was raining everyone has that delay where you have to sort of clean off the 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 first layer of water and then they bite yeah but yeah going back to them now is a bit of a shock
3: tour de france season has officially begun Mm -hmm. the sun is shining are you going to be watching Francis? Have you been watching Francis? I haven't watched any yet. I, will be perfectly honest, I didn't even know that it was. I've completely forgot about the Tour de France, and I can't remember what I saw. I feel like I feel like there was like something on the actual like TV news saying
2: about it, a saying like the Tour de France. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. It caught it caught me by surprise, yeah, even though I knew boy. it was coming. Yeah. But um, I the thing that excites me about it, I'm keeping it a, a, a bit of an eye because of the cav thing which is mark cavendish could win the most stages ever and that is exciting we're not going to be covering that much of the tour de france on this podcast we there are other podcasts that cover racing stuff much more in depth than us so um we're going to be if there is some massive news yes we'll talk about it mm-hmm. if mark cavendish if he beats the record definitely um i'm keeping an eye i'll watch some of the highlights but i'm not watching it every day
3: yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I was planning to actually watch it, but it's just, I think, because I've I been mean, in such a busy block personally, I've just completely missed it. And maybe I'll do a bit of catching up. Or maybe just
2: wait until the last couple of stages when it actually gets interesting. Yeah. Something I have actually been looking at, because it interests me and because of the, the state of bike racing as a whole around the world, and particularly in the UK, but what interests me was how much... Do brands pay to sponsor cycling teams? Obscene amounts. Obscene amounts of money. So I have an actual fact here. Yeah. Ineos, the company, they spend 47 million pounds. Dollars. 47 million dollars. Which is still a lot of money. (laughs) To sponsor the team.
3: It's an, an obscene amount of money, isn't it?
2: does that is it is it worth it um for for me
3: no (laughs) um I think I think if the the brand is outside of cycling they're going to get better value than brands inside of cycling
2: how many of these sponsors are just uh it's they're the CEOs are into cycling and they're just spend the money that's def- the money down the drain that is definitely the
3: case with Ineos yeah yeah. Um, I think the owner what's his name Jim Ratcliffe or something like that he's the richest the richest British person oh. like multi-billionaire yeah um, and is into cycling interesting and lots of other random stuff like yachting mm-hmm. they also sponsor a thing uh, he's also I believe his company is one of the biggest polluting companies in the entire world lovely definitely in Britain yeah Right. So I'm sure you, Well, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to do a bit of green coating and going for.
2: Look what we do for green coat, isn't it? green washing, all that.
3: Yeah, that yeah. stuff. Jumbo Visma. Oh no, Jum. Yum, how do they pronounce it? Jumbo. I don't think it is. I think it's actually Jumbo. From from watching the Netflix thing, I think they actually call it Jumbo. Is that right, Producer Emma? I've heard it pronounced.
2: Both ways. Yeah, I've heard it
3: both ways. I've always called it Jumbo. Yum, yum, I've always called it Yumbo, but I heard people calling it Jumbo. Oh, baby, the Netflix jumbo. thing. Uh, <laughs> they, they spend twenty million euros on their sponsorship, mm. which is obviously a lot of money. So I believe Yumbo Jumbo—that's well, a good name for the match, isn't it? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the people that own that company are actually mad into cycling as well, but I believe they're actually pulling out.
2: Oh, that's a big—that's a big sponsor to come out. It so is. So a, a lot of that's going to be a lot of money void. Well, producer Emily has a present for us. (laughs) She's made a quiz to test how many of the big sponsors in cycling we know, like we know what they are. Yeah. Do you see it on the jerseys all the time? Mm -hmm. Yumbo Visma. That's one of the questions. (laughs) That's question number two. So we're going to go through some of the sponsors and figure out if we can actually tell, if we actually know what they are. Yeah. Is the sponsorship working?
3: This is a bit of fun. We know that we're not actually the target audience for a lot of these companies and they're doing like, you know, high level, global branding, sponsorship, like, stuff. Um, but it is a fun game because I am pretty confident I don't know what most of these companies <laughs> do. Uh, team number one is Ineos Grenadiers. Oil company, Jeep thing, big car. So, I I actually know, I do know this one. So, the Ineos Grenadier is a car. Yeah. And it, that is the actual model name of this kind of, like, Land Rover... Well, they're an oil company, they make, but they make
2: a car. Yeah. Weird. Probably because he just wanted one. Massive. Do you Depra- remember the backlash that that got when it was released and they all just went from Sky, which were quite, quite I think, well, as a company, fairly conscious, maybe they're greenwashing. <laughs> Probably greenwashing. But just straight to, like, an oil company with a massive truck that's going to run people over. I've got a feeling that Ineos
3: isn't an oil company. I think they're pharmaceuticals, but, but I, I, they just do loads of stuff for, like, chemicals and just, like, nasty, yeah. nasty things. I'm sure they do oil. Why, do I've always thought oil for some reason. They, they do loads of stuff, because there's that, um, they used to do the hand sanitizer stuff. Which yeah. You can and still branded. Right. Uh, yeah, Because I think that's just one of the things they make.
4: And um, the answer is they are a British petrochemical company. And the Grenadier is a 4x4 SUV. So
2: there's oil. Uh, I guess so. Sort of.
4: I'll give you you
2: a (laughs) both. Yeah.
3: Um, The next one is Team Yumbo Jumbo Visma. (laughs) Supermarket software company.
2: Which is the supermarket? Yumbo. Oh, is it? Yumbo, yeah. Where? Belgium. Is that Belgium? Specifically Belgium? Yeah, it's one of the, it's like a country I have raced in. <laughs> what, at like like Tesco level or? Uh,
3: like... Just like a big national... Yeah, a big supermarket. Oh, there we go. And Visma is a software company. Definitely a software company. Oh, I don't know what type of software they made. But software... Company. But that seems odd to like, because yeah. they're, you know, that must be, assuming that's probably 20 million euros as well. A lot of money. But I'm not going to like... Software well, to sell. Well, next time I need a software company, I'll give Visma a call. And the next team? Bora
2: hands grower. I know this. I don't know either of those. I think it's not it's not Campag Bora's, is it? One of one of them
3: does shower heads. Oh. I think it's Hands Grower, like like bathroom stuff. Yep. But maybe it's actually one company. What's maybe, Bora? Maybe Bora Hands Grower is actually No, it's not. I don't know. Bora. Bora, Bora Bora Dar is Investment. Hello in Welsh. Good morning in Welsh. Hello,
2: more. Bora. Investment company. Yes.
4: And the answer is Demi, uh, you were right. Hands Grow is a German company that sells bathroom fixtures. There we go. Body showers. Bora is a German company that sells kitchen fixtures. Oh.
3: Oh, kitchens yeah. and bathroom things. Bora. That's, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That must cost, they must sell a lot of kitchens and bathrooms. Massive
2: that's a massive one for giant giant kitchen Mm -hmm. yeah cool next up EF Education Easy Post I'm gonna guess that Easy Post is like it's Education First that's what EF stands for oh does it yeah I don't know what Easy Post is Education First is a charity which um, raises money for kids to get education I'm gonna guess Easy Post is
3: a postal delivery company Probably, Probably in America. Good, I'm um, a safe guess. And the answer is
4: correct. I don't know if it's a charity. Is that correct?
2: Mm, Let's Google yeah, it.
4: I've got that, that there. an education company that specializes in language. But they might be charity.
2: Oh, maybe it's not a charity. It specializes, it's an education company. Yeah. Okay.
4: And you're right, yeah, EasyPost is a US-bounded shipping solution.
2: Boom! Next one. Movie staff mobile phone network yeah. easy too easy Spain or South yeah. America? Uh, definitely in Spain because you see it yeah you're there how do they pronounce it? like Movistar 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 next up Little Trek formerly Trek Segafredo bonus point if you know Segafredo uh,
3: Little is obviously a food chain obviously in, in Europe I'm guessing not outside of Europe but who knows maybe they're in America and other places um Trek is obviously a bike brand. Uh Se- Sega Fredo. I don't know Sega what's Fredo. Seg- uh, Fredo. I think that is going to be uh, Europe's largest gardening company.
4: You're right. You said food chain, but you knew you know a little suit market. Yeah. Um Trek is bikes. Sega Fredo is Flooring. Italian founded coffee company. Oh.
2: Huh. I always go with flooring coffee. because I know that at one point there's definitely a team sponsored by more than one flooring company. Just loads of flooring
3: hmm.
2: Maybe it was the same group Like um, They might be
3: in different names In different regions Same company though
2: Yeah Quick step It's flooring isn't it I don't know
3: You might have just ruined one No you haven't No I haven't Yeah, yeah it's fine um, Right okay The next one is oh, you. Can, I don't I'm not going to attempt to Death de-
2: de- I don't know how to say that word alpacin de Koenig
3: De Koenig Al- De, Koenig. Al- de Koenig. is Caffeine Shampoo Shampoo stuff Yeah which gets advertised? They their marketing budget must be astronomical because
2: it is just everywhere. Okay, they just give it out everywhere. Mm. I was quite disappointed to find out that it's not shampoo that wakes you up. It's shampoo that's supposed to make your hair grow. You could try drinking it. I wouldn't recommend it. No, not. But it would wake you up from it infusing into your head and then giving you caffeine. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's not that. Okay, cool.
3: And de de. What did you say the next word is?
2: Decur Keur- decerning.
3: I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to take your. I'm going
2: to say that's a flooring company. A German I'm flooring. flooring company. You can't steal my one. No, i do done I've devolved the flooring. Well, I'm going flooring as well. <laughs> can't steal my edit.
4: De Koenig is a Belgian company that manufactures PVC windows and
2: doors. Oh, close. Close. Lots
3: of like manufacturing, mm. like household manufacturing. It kind of makes sense that they're sort of going for this space, but these businesses must be huge. Uh, one more. Groupama
2: FDJ. That's, the, that's FDJ is France de Jou. Which is so, uh, so uh, France de Ju. De Jeux. Which is the team. De Jeux. I don't know what
3: that is. Soup means. de ju the day. Yeah. France. France of the Day. You stop cheating no, well, well, okay, no, I'm not cheating. Does Emily know the answer to this? Yeah, okay. So stop cheating. Okay. We've got we got an we've got an, an, we've got an, an group I, I don't know that's that's investment group, surely. Grim Group, Arma. group Arma. I think they are a uh, cured meats company. Mm and that's like they all of the meat companies end with armour so it's like salami armour ham armour but obviously then they go group armour for the, the company name that is the group of all of the armors. you're very
2: good at coming up with these
4: Um no group armour is a French insurance group and FDJ is the French lottery
2: oh okay that makes sense a little bit more sense than mine but there used to be a lot more lottos sponsoring cycling Okay. Oh lotos, lotos sudal, yeah.
3: lotto, lotto, Congratulations!
4: Yeah. I forgot to keep the score, but so if we
3: tell <laughs> if we just quickly tally up the scores, it is eighteen points to Jimmy and three points to Francis. I'll take the trophy. On to the next section. You know very well what I think about the rules of cycling, the Valvoluminati or whatever they're called which was a book written by someone, I don't even know who, a while ago, which was All of the Rules of Cycling, that was written in jest. Was it a book? it, was, a book. it was just a website. No, it was a book. Well, really? maybe they published the book after the website. Yeah. But very clearly, the whole thing was written as a joke, as a bit of, like, comedy, as a bit of fun, but unbelievably became, like, a religion mm-hmm. that people, like, worship and belittle other people for not following the rules. Like there's there's literally businesses that exist that are called like rule something or other, which is referencing one of the rules. Mm-hmm. Like that's the actual like business name. Like it's just bonkers. It's incredibly elitist. Yep. Did you see what a clothing brand, DHB, posted on their social media I didn't.
2: It's a little video running through the crimes of cycling and with a very confusing message which didn't come across well and it got a lot of backlash and they went through stuff like stupid things like wearing your sunglasses in or outside of your helmet straps yeah sock length um rolling up your sleeves rolling up your sleeves which is i do that all the time um and referred to them as crimes crimes Which is presumably leaning on the rules thing, isn't it? But the the end of the video was like, we don't care about any of this stuff. But the start of it is like... The the end of the video is
3: actually suggest more crimes in the comment section below. below. But then the caption, which perhaps is an adjusted caption, we'll never know. But the caption was then saying exactly that. the We don't don't care about the rules, but suggest some more crimes
2: below. Yeah, they got some backlash for that. Right, so but i feel like this is the the fact that there is backlash is people have now reached the point where no one cares like but but
3: but some of the comments were adding things like wonky helmets unshaved legs which is again going into the space of the rules i bet someone said no bloody
2: saddlebag or something Mm. the problem is the stupid shit like that it does stop people from getting into the sport it does yeah it's a it's a barrier People go, or oh, why Why would I want to do this thing that loads of other people are so snobby about? And
3: yeah, it, it creates this idea that you have to
2: do a particular thing or be a particular way before you can yeah. start. Yeah, writing. totally. And if you've done it for a while, like uh, uh, I am 100% I'm brainwashed, have been brainwashed by the culture because I always wear long socks. I pretty yeah. I f- I feel like when I do an event, I pr- probably shave my legs. Um, I always wear my sunglasses outside of my helmet, straps consciously. And if I wanted to not do it, I'd have to think about it and actually, mm. you know, brainwashed. Totally brainwashed.
3: There are there, yeah. There's a lot. When I started riding, it did feel like you had to do certain things. Mm. And the more I ride, the less I do that. Like I don't shave my legs anymore. Nah. Which, which has actually been something like quite weird getting used to. Cause I, like, I look down, I'm like, oh,
2: this doesn't feel right. It doesn't then, feel right, especially when you wear leg warmers. <laughs> you talked about this last week.
3: But I think, I think for me now that I consider myself a recreational cyclist is that like the thing I hate most about road cycling is tan lines. Mm. So I'm always pushing my socks down, I'm always rolling my sleeves up, I'm always looking at ways of making my tan lines less horrible. And that is breaking the rules to do that. Moving to Newcastle. That's a, that is a good method. It's a good method. Well, well I don't know. The, the sun does shine you quite a bit. Mm. It might be cold. But it doesn't work, try... though. It's shining, but it doesn't actually make tander. Well, in winter, it does in summer. I've not been outside the northeast. Look at me. Fantastically tanned. As tanned as you.
2: Yeah, but same colour as the shirt. That's ridiculous.
3: For people listening, I'm wearing a white T-shirt. And Jimmy's <laughs> <laughs> arms
2: are also white. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Literally, as brown as you. That's because I've been here for ages lost it. <laughs> the sun doesn't work. You're off your head. The sun does not work.
3: DHB later did clear things up in the comments saying that it was meant to be a joke and that they were just sharing what they hear out on the road rather than what they actually
2: believe. Did it come from a place of that they, their hearts are in the right place and they've just made a mess up? Yes.
3: I, I, I think, I think yeah, they've tried fine. to make something that is going to get attention, no. and they've done it in a way that uh, encourages elitism.
2: It's a shame.
0: Selling a little or a lot?
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is interesting. On the flip side, or well, I guess this is an example of people being brainwashed by this kind of thing. I've had two people ride with me who are fairly new to cycling and ask me point blank at the start, um, how do I, like, give me, the, give me the rules. Let me know, because they've done other sports. They've done skiing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they know there's certain ways to wear, that things should be worn and things should be done. The, you know, how do I wear this certain thing or what color kit should I wear and that kind of stuff. They've asked me point blank, run me through those things. And I've hoped so what even helps. Is, there aren't, they don't exist yeah yeah basically I've got, it doesn't matter I, th-
3: I think what if if someone asks if someone asked me that those kind of questions i would be talking about stuff that makes their experience better that they're more likely to keep doing it yeah so stuff like i would suggest someone wears cycling shorts because they're probably gonna have a better experience so they might not even be thinking about getting cycling shorts because they might just wear i don't know running shorts or something rather. Like mm. um or or something to consider is like you know eat enough food. Um, oh yeah, big time. People forget that. Do do I have to do this? Like if it, if someone's saying like what what color kit should I wear? What color? What what's like the in color of kit? Then I'll be like wear whatever you want. Or if someone says do I need? Do, can I wear a short sleeve top? Yeah, of course you can. Whereas like the rules. Or the the etiquette within cycling says no, you should wear a, a long sleeve jersey and you should wear this and you should wear that long sleeve jersey. What are you talking about? Uh, like a one with sleeves rather than like a vest. Oh, like a sleeveless. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, I remember when I used to go and ride in uh, in France, the locals would often wear like gilets mm-hmm. as as their like outerwear, uh, and I think like people like Mario Cipollini is like famous for that. He's a no rules, surely. Oh, he's a no <laughs> rules but again another <laughs> questionable rock <laughs> yeah we don't want to talk it goes about too it. far too far <laughs> um but like there, there there isn't in in my opinion there should never be a like you should or should not do but there can be things where you can help someone make it more enjoyable mm-hmm. or a better experience like like stuff like get a helmet like it might be safer if you wear a helmet so why not i love a minefield let's go to that <laughs> one bad example i was i was gonna say uh i was thinking about like i personally would recommend someone that's like getting into cycling properly that they get like spds or, SP, or like road cleats but you don't need them like no. if, if i went out a ride with someone and they had flat pedals as long as it was like it wasn't going to be doing sprints then
2: there's no bo- there's i've got, no, got one no. which i would recommend um some sort of glasses yeah, and I don't need to be expensive ones. Yeah. just something to not get one one in your eyes. Two, if you can get something in your eye. I, I remember um, Magnus Baxter, yeah, winner of Paru Bay, Flanders, really nice guy. Um, we were in South Africa together, did some riding, and uh, I didn't have glasses on, and he was like, "Put your glasses on, mate." I'm like, "What?" Like what? And he's like, "Yeah, I've I've, I've seen people get something is just like flicked into their eye." It's got infected and they've gone, like, lost their vision. Mm-hmm. And it's just not worth that. Plus hay fever, <laughs> we yeah. talked about earlier. It's like getting stuff in your eyes is really annoying. So that's a very cheap, easy suggestion. For exactly. People. That is a great piece of advice for
3: someone says, what should I consider? Mm. Wear glasses.
2: I'm intrigued. We were, for uh, the preparation of another video that we've, we're planning, we went to an optician mm-hmm. the other day. And she was talking a little bit, and I'd like to know more about the benefits of sunglasses when it is really sunny. Other than the obvious, which yeah. is you can see more easily. But I think the in terms of like eye health, it's, a, it's quite a serious thing. Yeah. So we'll find out more for uh, time.
3: T- uh, A great thing to tell someone that's getting into cycling is what puncture what repair stuff they need to have and teach them how to change a flat tire yeah. assuming they're not ju- but this is the important stuff
2: as people should be focusing on focusing on mm. and they're and they're not they're focusing on stuff like this made worse by Socks. stuff like this from dhb so thanks dhb on to the big question of the day if you knew everything you knew now what advice would you give your 20 year old self i do know everything i know now yeah what advice would you give your twenty-year-old self, knowing everything you know now? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, on what what
2: subject, just in Anything. general? Anything. Oh wow! This is this is. You can make it cycling if you want. Cycling with... was a big a big part of my life when I was twenty. Should we start with cycling? Let's start with cycling. Yeah, sure. My advice to my twenty-year-old self would be: start cycling. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So I was you. You weren't cycling when you were twenty.
3: No, I was, I was, I was. all I was like kind of fit. I played a lot of football. Finished playing rugby that uh, by that point because I was five foot seven. Yeah. And, and used to get injured a lot. Yeah. Everyone else was big, so I started playing football, mm-hmm. which I used to do quite a bit. And I enjoyed. I was all right at it. Yeah. Um, and well, at twenty, I was like peak
2: musician. Yeah, So I was actually doing the fun stuff whilst you were trying to be a boring cyclist. Oh, I was being a boring cyclist. So when I was 20, I was an elite racing cyclist in the UK. My advice to myself, cycling-based, would have been leave the UK. Don't bother. No, not at all. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Like, I, I think in lots of circumstances, the guys I was racing against have had a great time and are still having a great time. Some of them got really far in the sport. Um, Teo for example he was racing when I was and now he rides for the biggest team he's, he's, a lot he's having a terrible time at them. the moment because he's got a broken uh, hip or leg but usually he's having a great time he must be a younger than you young. yeah 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 a couple of years couple of years Those are that close. yeah 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 So he, he would have been a junior when I wasn't under 23 uh, but I would have left so I was less than 60 kilos a lot of the time when I was racing mm-hmm I'm um, probably 67 now, 68, maybe even more. Um, so super skinny, little guy, great FTP. So I was fitter than a lot of other people I was, I was racing against. My race craft wasn't very good. But there, if you're little and you have a high FTP, it doesn't really get you anywhere in, it doesn't get you that far in England because the climbs are short enough for the sprinters to get over Mm -hmm. and the powerhouses to get over, you need a longer climb. So really I should have gone to France, I should have gone to Spain and done some racing there. Um ridden some mountains and the again, the standard of riding there is so high that you have to get good at bunch racing. Um so I think that would have been a nice sort of springboard and a way into into that kind of racing.
3: But did you want to to
2: be a professional cyclist. Yeah, you, yeah, at yeah, the
3: time, yeah. But do you look but is that the advice you would give yourself? Do you look back now and go like, "Actually, yeah, I should have been a
2: professional cyclist and that's something I would s- still wish I'd done." I don't know. If I was in like Tao's position now, it would be a different path, but I would be very happy if I got to that kind of situation. Even if I didn't reach that the that that level because he's he won the Giro. <laughs> like it's really really good. But if I was a domestique and I was racing, you know, maybe the welter or something like that, brilliant, I'd be very happy with my life, I think. However, I'm very happy with my life now. If I was going to give non-cycling advice to my 20-year-old self, it would be start a YouTube channel then. Did it exist? Yeah. And the guys who got in then How long YouTube uh, were, were able to make absolutely anything really creative stuff and and as long as it's oh, all really good.
3: uncreative and it still do well nice stat uh harry bit charlie bit my finger
2: <laughs> what are you gonna go i thought you were gonna say charlie is so cool like he was one of the british youtubers then. yeah charlie bit my finger but that was there was some weird, like but that viral videos like that happen now still where it's just like a one-off big thing but youtubers were able to really make obscure Genre, new genres, and experiment with stuff, and generally it did quite well. Yeah, uh, and and there were less people doing it, so I think it would have been an exciting, and interesting pathway as well. Yeah, uh, not cycling based, but
3: yeah, I, th- I think the only reason I would tell myself to start cycling at the age of twenty is not any not for performance at all. It's just it's just a really good hobby, mm-hmm. and I, I think I would have done, I would have commuted more and done more things about bikes but to be fair I got into bikes when I was like
2: 25 so it's not that much difference really no. extra five years it's cool isn't it it teaches you so much stuff mm. like you learn how to build things and work on things and socialize with people you wouldn't have otherwise and it teaches you about persistence and consistency and whatever you're doing in life
3: but I, I don't I, I don't even care about that kind of stuff mm. I, I just like I used to walk a lot
2: so like you know, I I, I I struggle with walking. Your legs don't not work, the don't actual, no, 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 not the not the physical act of walking. The, uh, if I go to the shop or if I go for a haircut in the town near me, I take my running shoes, I'll run there and back. Right. Because I cannot bear walking. That's weird. I have to be in a very specific, like, okay, maybe if I'm on holiday mm. and that like calm mindset, I can go for a walk. But most of the, my time... No way. So, I, well, way too highly strung. I'm just like, why am I going so slowly? I wish I was on a bike or running. So, I grew up in Cardiff. My
3: college, for ex- so I used to walk to school from the age of like 12 because we lived close enough. it was like a mile. Mm. Then I went to St David's College. Shout out to St David's. Uh, that was probably that was like that was probably <laughs> three or four miles, and I used to walk. It used to take about 40 minutes. It was about 40, 50 fifty-minute walk. I used to just walk that all the time. Not all the time, but quite a bit. Mm. We used to go out on the lash in Cardiff and walk home and walk home. Yeah,
2: we, I used to walk, do that. Yeah, when I was a bit we, younger, we would walk to
3: town, yeah. which would have been like seven, six or seven miles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Drinking on the way. Yeah. Go out and then walk home at like three in the morning. Yeah, we don't waste your money, do
2: we? Well, it wasn't even about that. It was just we just like walking. Oh, place. we didn't always money. We'd go. Yeah, I had a mate who lived in. Well, how long's the walk between che- like? far end of Chessington and Kingston, which are two towns, so like Kingston was where we go out, Chessington where he lived. I'm sure it was about an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half walk. And he'd do that whole walk after like 3am. All right, yeah. see you later guys. i walked the first bit with him. Bye. So you, you did like walking.
3: But anyway, my point is, I used to do a lot of walking and it probably would have been good if some of that was on a bike. <laughs> Much easier. <laughs> Although I, I used to, so I used to basically just put like, oh, going check I this out. Right about you that. probably don't even know what this is. I used to put my mini disc on and
2: then I would listen to it. I remember on the way. Is is. You're not that much older. Only because you saw it in a museum. No, I've got one. It's only one. I've still got it. Um, and I used to have a tape player before that. A Walkman, actual Walkman. You got in a charity shop. For my dad thing. gave cool. it to me and I used to listen to, there was a band called The Hamsters and I also had... The uh, the the best rock album in the world ever. And it, the logo on the front was a oh, earth, just exploding like rock, third rock from the sun. Oh, that's, that seems familiar. It's on Spotify, someone's made it, yeah. a, a playlist of it. So link down below, guys. <laughs> and I had that on the cassette and it was two, I think it was two cassettes in one thing. You just to have to change them and wind it and stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. In
3: terms of life, in terms of advice to myself at 20, um, having uh, not about cycling stuff I think there's probably two bits I would give myself number one would be learn a trade get an apprenticeship I've always thought of that I've always thought like the way my mind works I should have I should have done a trade instead of you went to uni I went to uni for one year studying law and then I dropped out because I wanted to be a rock star yeah cool. and, then I, and then I did I was basically a professional music, mu- musician for like twelve months, bearing in mind I'd been in a band, that's you're trying your friends, to obviously. achieve that. yeah exactly. I'd been in a band trying to achieve that for probably three or four years before that. So basically, was at the age that you were trying to be a really good bike racer, I was trying to be a really good musician. Uh, then I was basically did we,
2: did we get to the same sort of level? You made you actually made a living from it oh god no no one makes a living from that <laughs> so we so we both got the same yeah 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 like like as good as you can get
3: without making any money yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's good yeah
2: it's <laughs> weird. Weird. um
3: and then and then when i realized that this was a very bad place to be at the age of like 2021 20, that you basically have no income and uh, well you, you get a little bit of income from doing a little bit of work here and there and there's no realistic opportunities I then fell into other stuff. But I think I should have done it. I
2: should have done it. it other stuff. Yeah, not
3: dodgy stuff. Oh, okay. It's well it well it isn't dodgy but it's 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 kind of like a blessing and a curse. Mm. I fell into finance. Oh. Yeah exactly. Not drug dealing. No. Yeah, no. It's not my scene. Um but yeah a trade. I should have learned a trade. Mental health advice. Two 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 bits for me on this. Yeah. I wish I had got therapy much sooner, mm-hmm. and I wish I had the patience to understand the value of meditation. And I'd started doing that at the age of twenty. Why did you go to therapy? Uh, because I had my third nervous breakdown at the age of th- by the age of thirty seven. What was? Do
2: you attribute to that?
3: Uh, partly my brain in that it is it's it never shuts off uh partly working continuously for about five years mm-hmm. with no rest no holidays and att- attributed again to my brain not knowing how to stop working so even when i'm resting i'm not actually resting on my head my brain is still working um historically um and trying
2: to grow a business has meditating helped that then?
3: Yes, massively. Well, for me anyway, this is the thing. I, I committed to it because I didn't have an option. I had to commit. I had to teach myself new skills because I was thirty-seven and I had the third nervous breakdown in my life. Okay. Like you, you have, like you can't get to that point and, and and just be like, well, I'll just keep doing this every every few years. Um, so I committed to meditation because I, I responded quite well to it. Um, just using the Headspace app and just trying to do it as much as I can. Um, and the two the two things that I get from that personally is I now notice when I'm working too much. I notice when I'm my nervous system is elevating. I'm, I notice when I'm getting stressed. And then I have, <clears throat> excuse me,
2: that's bigger self-aware.
3: Yeah, and then and then I have sk- like tools and skills to be able to then like not for that to not become like a, a, an issue that keeps growing. And the other thing that I'm learning, which is the hardest bit, is how to get my brain to relax, mm-hmm. how to actually like rest, how to uh, have an evening where I'm, my brain isn't just focusing on work and actually it's kind of doing the stuff it wants to do and having a bit of, of,
2: of calm and relaxation. Yeah, That's what I've got from both of those things, therapy and, and meditation. I find getting into that state of relaxation Quickly, like in short bursts almost impossible the the reason I've survived so I've done YouTube like worked extremely hard at YouTube for seven years and the only reason I think I've been okay is because all of that was interspersed with very long bikepacking trips Mm -hmm. and on those trips okay I'll do a little bit of work in the evenings like I put together a video that's creating something that's good but I'm not absorbing information all day and the whole time you're on the bike it's very it's very good for your brain whereas if i think i'm at home just working like this for extended periods of time i would be in trouble i'd have to do things like that but i don't i don't let you work too much now because (laughs) i refuse to work too much (laughs) true (laughs) i'll send you messages and you'll be like it's the weekend Oh no, they're all like sick the podcast clip like <laughs> this is <a> lovely weekend. <laughs> all I've done is just sat in a different place. It's not work if I'm sat at home. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Yeah, it's not true, but okay. It's fine. Fluff up of the week. It's worse
1: every
3: time. There's, a, there's a, there isn't actually one specific one. There's lots of little ones. Uh, i forgot my laptop today, so I'm using Emily's one, partly because I left it at my new house um We did a very extensive mic test. Sennheiser loaned us a load of microphones, which was in our last mailbox Monday video, and all of them didn't work very well for us. Um,
2: boxes? The studio is full of boxes. As mine. It's a, it's a, it does help the audio. Cloud but... <laughs> has a silver lining, the audio is better. Full of boxes. And we
3: were, after recording this, going to go and finish one of our other videos, which required me to be in Cycling Kit, and I forgot that as well. So actually... The man who owns a Cycling Kit brand has yeah. no Cycling Kit. Yeah. I took... This is a, this is a piece of advice for, that I've always given myself mm-hmm. from a film that I watched, which I can't remember which one it was, and they were, it was a drug dealer talking to a, a prospective drug dealer, and he said, never smoke your own stash, and that's how I apply business, that's how I approach business. If I just kept taking kit from my company, there'd be no kit left and I would have a lot of
2: kit. It's time for another round of overrated or underrated. I'm gonna read out a list of things and you're gonna tell me if they're overrated or underrated. I think this section is underrated. Oh, savage. No, no oh, wait, no, underrated. That's that's yeah, 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 yeah. You think I'd know this by now. <laughs> Protein shakes.
3: Uh, I think they are overrated because there aren't that
2: many people that actually need protein shakes I agree how I mean it's convenient do you mean protein shake or do you mean recovery shake because I get like recovery shake after a ride kind of beneficial if you're going to be riding the next day however if it's protein specifically I think it would be better if people treated iron the way they treat protein because that's what more people are deficient of than protein in fact is there even a term for protein deficiency? No, doesn't exist. doesn't exist because if you're getting enough calories, you're probably getting enough protein. But putting a little bit in, it's like you want to do five to one or four to one carbs to protein after a ride. So an actual protein shake on of sign. or just have a meal. All that, yeah, Yeah, have a have a tuna sandwich. Far less important if you're not riding the next day. Bib shorts with pockets, underrated. Underrated. They're quite. I mean, well-made. there's a reason why everyone's starting to use them because it's where you having a pocket. I mean, that's where your pockets are. In normal life, pavilion really clothes. We, with Atticus, we've only done pocketed shorts this year. Really? Yeah. Like, so, why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So For viewers at home, that's oh. like cargo shorts. I guess they're called he's a, he's a, adventure shorts. Is that what we call one? them adventure shorts. Adventure yeah. shorts, yeah. Car- cargo is just a raffer term. Is it?
3: A lot of people use it because they. Cargo brought it to market. Didn't
2: someone like... do a cargo helmet? A oh, little, little bag on the side. Box Hill. Oh, I don't think it's an unfair.
3: Is like, the most overrated, overrated climb in
2: Surrey, which featured in the 2012 Olympics. This section is unfair because it has. Well, okay, we're choosing overrated or underrated. Can I just say this? It's only slightly overrated. It's not just a tiny. No, because it's cool. It's got switchbacks and everything. It's massively overrated. I've ridden it a million times, so it's not. It's not it's, exciting it's anymore. It's nearly
3: not a climb. Chris didn't Chris everson on it and had to do it like five million yeah, so times. Yeah, many times. Because yeah, could you bad. get like four four meters of elevation on each climb? On. Overrated.
2: Okay, fine. <laughs> Only slightly though. Only slightly. It's got squiggly things on the rear, like iconic. Micro shift. Underrated. Underrated. I think it's great. Great group set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. The oh, group set parts nowadays are all getting so so good. And MicroShift is a perfect example of mm-hmm. It's found on, um, you know, you either get like lower end Shimano or MicroShift on a lot of the commuter bikes and road bikes in Halfords. And the MicroShift one's actually really, really good. Kickstands. I
3: think a kickstand is underrated. I'd like
2: one. Would you? Hmm. Just be that guy put my bike anywhere
3: I, I, I'd yeah. like I wonder if there is if anyone knows let me know but I would like there to be like a click you know where and you can attach
2: like high end carbon where bike. you want one is bike packing the amount of times you can't lean your bike on something because it's really big and massive and heavy and like you have to lift it up and in like outside a gas station and you just go that would be amazing or just any other occasion just kicks them. but how well would it have to be it would need to be a certain quality to prop up a 30 kilogram bike it would mm-hmm. let's look at they exist underrated Greg's sausage rolls underrated so Greg's is
3: a British national confectionery and bakery company one of the few British like only... Only found in Britain. And they have, they are a Geordie company based in Newcastle, mm. but are absolutely everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They do a meat sausage roll, and they famously do a, a vegan, vegan sausage, sausage roll. Sausage roll. Um, I haven't had a Greg's meat sausage roll for probably a decade. I don't think I've ever had one. I don't believe you. And I have had the vegan one on numerous occasions,
2: and they're delicious. Mm-hmm. The only issue with them... Is that you get a discount if you buy four? So I always buy four and then eat four. Why is that an issue? Then I feel sick. Just don't eat them all in one go.
3: Impossible. You're the problem, not the, not the sausage roll. Well, user error. It's like Harry Wheels. Clearly, clearly underrated then if it's
2: impossible for you to not eat four in a go. Oh, underrated. And they're that good. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Underrated. Next up is Listeners Takeover question from alexander i currently ride in running shoes are cycling shoes worth getting do they increase power output and stuff like that
3: ah oh, it's actually quite a tough one um do you need cycling shoes no. no uh will if you use them will you always want to use them forever going forward probably hmm. uh, i think what i like about cycling shoes is the Full rotation, just you just feel connected to it, and you feel connected to the bike. I think there's studies, plenty of studies out there, which actually say you don't get that much
2: additional power, especially if you're. It's a steady effort. If, it, if it's a steady effort, you're. There's a. Do you remember the guy who did the 24-hour national, yeah. national TT and yeah. he does it in flat shoes every single time? And he's he podiums, um, he podiums it. Experienced cyclist, so he's putting his feet in the right place, which I think is a big factor here. Like if you have SPDs um cycling shoes with a clip on and they're clipped into the correct place on your shoes every single time you then clip in you're in the right position yeah if you put your feet too far forwards, you can cause yourself problems if you're too far back it you causes yourself problems so if you're riding flat pedals for a long period of time and you don't really know where your feet should be i guess that's where issues come up I, I, um, it comes down if to if you're in a bike race and you're sprinting forget about it we well, it's it's a requirement pedals. isn't it for racing uh, in some governing bodies, yes. In others, no. I think I, one of my friends, a French guy, did a crit, and he forgot his shoes, and he just did it in trainers. So there are definitely races in the world where you can. I don't know about British cycling, but you can definitely race with flat pedals. I used you- in some races. I used to go to a triathlon
3: camp in France, and the cycling dude there, Mark Shaw, he wouldn't let you sprint if you, even if you had SPDs, you had to have road cleats, and the reason for it was. If you haven't, if it's anything other than a road cleat, you're more likely to pull your foot out, which means you are more likely to crash and then injure other people. If you have them done of the way you do, then that's true. Yeah, like normal people, not like, like nice and loose, too loose. So I think if, if, if someone's sprinting and doing like efforts, cleats are a good idea. Uh, if Alexander, if you generally are just commuting and, and riding relaxed, you don't need some nah, Don't feel the pressure. They're not going to make you faster.
2: Nah. Question from Alfie. I've recently transitioned to tubeless with all the hype, but I've had a lot of issues of punctures not sealing and tubeless plugs flying out due to high pressures, 65 PSI. It's a bloody nightmare when this happens on the side of the road as I get me and my bike unbelievably messy when putting a tube in. Don't know if I've been unlucky or it's just not ready for higher pressures. Uh, Road, tubeless, I assume 65 PSI. Sometimes there's problems. Try some different sealant. Unfortunately, it just it just doesn't work as well as um, gravel tires or mountain tires, which work really well on are low pressure and they, the, the holes tend to seal. Uh, I rode road tubeless across America or started with it, and I definitely sealed a bunch of punctures before. Then eventually puncturing, I have to put a tube in, and then I replenished it like halfway through at a bike shop with new tires, new sealant, and then it lasted it again right to the end, and I had lots of. Little punches that sealed. So it worked for me great. I was using like the Bond treasure sealant uh, the second time. Uh, the first time I was using Stans, standard sealant, not the race sealant. Um, apparently, the Silker sealant is amazing and seals holes incredibly well in road tires as well. However, certain types of rim tape it aggravates and will cut into because of pieces of carbon fiber inside the sealant
3: there does still seem to be s- certain tyre and wheel combos that don't work as well as others
2: And I th- in terms I, of the puncturing though that's not really no, in, in, in terms in of like the feeling and thing, getting yeah. it set up yeah. so I generally for road I've never
3: even bothered with tubeless I just stick to tubes yeah. I, g- I generally don't puncture that often anyway
2: so mm. I'm, that, that's that's my preference yeah there's definitely some wheels that are d- wheels and tyre combos that just don't work. Don't work. Whereas there's uh, like parkour and Hutchinson, which is the two people that sponsor us, we've been very lucky that it they d- inflate without any sealant in. You can just put them on and sometimes with a normal pump. It's crazy. But they Hutchinson invented mountain bike tubeless years ago. So they know what they did. If you have a question or story, send it to wild ones podcast at uk. That's all for this episode. If you watch the podcast on YouTube, please subscribe. And if you're listening and you like this episode, please follow and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Goodbye. Bye. have got no in- outro music this
4: time. <laughs> <laughs> <heard> <laughs>